Health, Hope, and Inspiration is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. As you listen today, you'll hear a nurse's perspective on cancer treatment. We'll talk with clinical resource nurse Susan Brown. I'm Wayne Shepherd, and this is Health, Hope, and Inspiration with Reverend Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Percy, I know you joined me in saying we thank God for nurses. We thank God for nurses, and we love nurses. And in many cases, I think that nurses are the unsung heroes uh, within our healthcare system who are vigilant and diligent. They work hard. They work long. And they are the frontline contact that many and most patients are engaging with. And to have them there providing the care and the concern that they do, we need to salute them for the work that they provide. Yeah, when you stop and think about all they do and all that they initiate, I mean, they're not just responders, although they respond so well, I mean, but they initiate care as well. And in the initiating of that care, they're also developing deep and abiding relationships. And I don't think people consider that element. They're not just robotically going through the motions of dispensing meds and and taking uh, stats and and, and that sort of thing, they're developing close abiding relationships with patients that are meaningful for them. And we need to really understand the nature and the dynamic of that. All right. Let's hug a nurse today. What do you say? Let's hug, <laughs> let's, let's hug two nurses today. <laughs> we sure appreciate them. Okay. You're going to take us to scriptures. we start our program. With our spiritual nugget for today, particularly for this particular nurse, where faith is such a part of who she is and what she does, we thought that Hebrews 11, uh, verse number six, would be uh, appropriate. And the spiritual nugget for the day is, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. We're going to talk to someone who utilizes her faith within the construct of her day-to-day approach of what she does and how she is pleasing God with her faith in what she does toward God. All right, we'll fully introduce her after we take a break here in just a moment, but this is Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Our website is healthhopeandinspiration.com, and you'll find out more about our host, Percy McRae, there at the website. You can listen to past programs, and we'd love to have you check it out, healthhopeandinspiration.com. Stay tuned. More ahead on today's program. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease. Evidence-based therapies like nutrition, naturopathic medicine, and pastoral care to maintain strength and quality of life. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Call 855-929-HOPE to speak to an oncology information specialist about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use leading-edge technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Call 855-929-HOPE to learn more. Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Care that never quits. Once again, welcome to Health, Hope, and Inspiration. We're here each week at this time and glad to have you tuned in today. Tell others about this program on the radio right now at the same time every week. 
Remember, no case is typical. You should not expect to experience these same results. Uh, Percy, let's uh, let's introduce our guest today. She's Susan Brown. Yeah, she's a fantastic nurse uh, who's been in the field of nursing a long time, and she's going to really help us to understand, again, the perspective of a nurse's heart in supporting cancer patients. She is a clinical resource nurse at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. And here's Percy with Susan. What is a clinical resource nurse and what does a clinical resource nurse do? A clinical resource nurse is a nurse, a registered nurse, that has experience in oncology management of patients. So I, in this current role, I support the staff. It's staff development, making sure that our staff are current on all current technologies, medication, treatment regimens, uh, how to interact with patients, ah. um, how just how to provide the best care, making sure they have those tools that they need to be successful in their positions. I would imagine that most people, uh, when you think about cancer treatment and you think about some of the key people that everyone talk about, your nurse, your oncologist, uh, the pharmacist, that sort of thing. I don't think that anyone thinks about a resource nurse of sorts. And so uh, first, before we get into that, you've been a nurse or you've been in oncology for 24 years. Is that correct? That's correct. Wow. You need to hurry up and make a decision about what vocation (laughs) you want to enter into, huh? Well, I'm in school right now to get my (laughs) education degree. So And and of course, I'm being facetious. 24 years is obviously a a long time to, to help us understand that you clearly are committed uh, to this community and to this population. And I would imagine that you feel very much called to this type of uh, service. As a clinical resource nurse, let's talk about some specific things that the average person may not be aware of that that is a resource that is necessary for clinicians that you help make sure that they have. Well, I think the field of oncology changes almost daily. Uh, there's new re- treatment regimens coming out daily. We're into using a lot of genomic or genetic testing for cancers, which provide a lot of different regimens, treatment regimens. And we're using oral chemotherapy a lot now. And that takes a lot of time to investigate, research all those out. And so that resource nurse is in a position to help educate the staff, the other nurses, the oncology team, to bring them up to speed on things that are happening in the oncology world. Okay, so this is this is very interesting to me because, again, the world of medicine and science, and I am not a clinician or a medical doctor, but it's ever-changing. It's ever-growing. Yes. There's always newer things that are are being uh, understood and learned, part of your role, it sounds like, is to help uh, create an environment of that continuum of education and insight. Absolutely. Yes, definitely. It is a continuing education. We do a lot of staff development, a lot of staff education. We do a lot of lunch and learns on their lunch break and bringing speakers in, outside uh, representatives from companies that have new technology, new innovations, new drugs, those kind of things. So that's a very big part of my role in staff development. Well, that's exciting because, again, I'm sure that individuals who are listening Listening to this, who either may be treating for cancer now or may sometime in the future be treated, uh, will be interested to know that 
that organizations are committed to the latest of, of what is available to actually treat cancer. So uh, I know we treat cancer very differently today than we did 30 years ago. Even differently than we did 10 years ago. Wow. I mean, there has been big changes just in 10 years with the advent of oral chemotherapy pills. So let's talk about that a little bit. Talk okay. About, okay, let's talk about oral chemotherapy pills. What is that? Well, traditionally, most people are familiar with IV chemotherapy. You go into an infusion center and they hook you up to an IV and you get your chemotherapy that way. Nowadays, we have oral chemotherapies that are come in a pill form. They take it home. They don't have to go to the infusion center. They're not hooked up to anything. They have the freedom to go around there and be doing their daily activities. They're not hooked up to IV medications. Sure, yeah. And sometimes they have less side effects. So okay. it gives patients a lot more freedom than they've had in the past. And and is that uh, presented to patients as an option, as a choice? How does that typical, how does that conversation typically get unfolded to a Well, that's patient? a decision that the medical oncologist would make okay. whether they are a candidate for oral chemotherapy. But yes, if they are, then that certainly would be an option that they could choose. And sometimes they do have the option whether they want to have IV chemotherapy okay. or oral chemotherapy. And it just depends on a lot of times what works best for the patient, what fits their lifestyle better. Well, again, it's interesting to note that, again, patients have choices. Absolutely. They have options. Yes. And I would imagine, well, not that I would imagine that, you know, the the buzz term in the marketplace is uh, empowerment, patient yes. empowerment care, patient empowerment medicine. Uh, does that fit into your concept and identification of what an empowered patient is? They have choices. They have options. Absolutely. I think that uh, patients need to have those choices. They are the ones that are receiving that care, that treatment. They need to have a voice in uh, what their treatment looks like, what their treatment plans look like. So I think it very much gives patients empowerment over their care when they can make those decisions. Now, you haven't always uh, worked in the construct of being a resource nurse. You also have actually worked directly with cancer patients. Talk a little bit about your experience and our do you have any particular uh, stories maybe that you'd like to share? Obviously, we're not calling anyone's name sure. that would really empower and encourage our listening audience today about cancer care and what you've learned or seen from, from that perspective. Yes, I was a care manager an RN care manager for nine years, and I worked directly with patients. So what I did was I really managed their care while they were at home, Mm -hmm. while they came to the facility, and anything in between. So that whole continuum of care, um, I would call patients at home after each treatment, checking on them, making sure they weren't having a lot of side effects, dealing with those side effects if they needed treatment or anything like that. I was their contact person for everything. Okay. So they had one person to contact, sure. and you really develop a relationship with those patients. Some pretty, some pretty close bonds. Very close relationships, yes. And I still keep in touch with a lot of my patients. Even though I'm not their care manager, they still call me or I call and check on them. So I would imagine then doing that in that capacity really equipped and prepared you for the role that you now currently have because you really understand from 
years of talking with patients and building that relationship, the things that they need, what is important to them, and now to be able to provide that ongoing education of resources to those who are caring for patients now really gives you a very different insight. It does give me a different insight, and I would not trade those years as I had as a care manager for anything. That was such a blessing to me. Um, Patients always say that they're blessed, but, you know, staff is blessed back also with patients, just being able to impact their lives sure, and to see them uh, feel good again and go about their daily lives, see their grandchildren grow up, yep. those kind of things. I've been to my patients' weddings. I've been to some weddings. I've been to uh, all kinds of birthday parties. You really did get very I personal. I did get very <laughs> close, yes. Well, I would imagine because, again, what I know uh, about many, not necessarily all cancer patients that they experience in many cases is a sense of isolation a sense of being disconnected from community, uh, people not really knowing what to say. And and so they really suffer from lack of engagement because people tend to pull away. You had the opportunity to really become uh, personally invested with them yes. and, and share with their journey and allowed you were allowed to walk with them on their yes. journey. And it, it, it was a blessing. I, I would not have traded, like I said, would have traded that for the world. Um, it's always a privilege for me to be able to um, talk to those patients and really, really impact their lives. And I love nothing more than being able to sit down and if someone's having a tough day, be able to pray with them, you know, direct, kind of give them some guidance and direction. And um, I think it made me a much better nurse. Let's talk about the impact of working with oncology patients, being able to pray with them, obviously provide your nursing skills and acumen, how has that impacted you? What's the impact upon you? You said you've been changed as a person. I have been changed professionally. Uh, spiritually, I've grown in that in that role. I don't know if it's really a role, but in that aspect. Uh, but professionally, I think that every patient that you touch with cancer, they come with their own story, and they leave footprints on you, too. Oh, I and like so, that. you know, it, it just carries on. And you walk away with every encounter going, oh, I, I have been so blessed and touched by that person. It, it just has really impacted my life. Do you have a particular story maybe that you could share? Uh, we leave the names out to protect the sure. innocent, obviously, the, of, of an example of how that may have happened. One story in particular was a young father uh, that had several children. And they were estranged. And when he developed cancer, the children did come back. uh, But there was difficulties. They were still estranged and not uh, where they needed to be. And we were able to bring that relationship back Mm. together. Mm. And those children reconciled with their father. And the father reconciled with the children. And they, they enjoyed the rest of that time together. As a as a whole family, and that impacted you how? Oh well, it it first off it makes you so grateful for everything that you have. Um, you go home and you just hug your children a little bit harder. Yeah, you do, don't you? You do, and you just are grateful and thanking God for every blessing that you have. Wow, Susan Brown, clinical resource nurse 
who is helping to provide and make sure that there are resources available to those who are taking care of cancer patients today. I salute you and I thank you, thank you. for being on the front line and making a difference in the lives of people everywhere. Today, we call you blessed and oh, highly thank favored. You. Thank you so much. Thank you. Percy, you have some wonderful friends that you bring to this program each week. I've been blessed over the years to know people who, who truly love people who truly love God. Yeah, and uh, I think we truly love nurses now from what we heard from Susan. Susan Brown here today. Yeah, absolutely. Let's hug a nurse today. <laughs> All right. We'll be back in just a moment with more of our conversation with Percy McRae. Percy is Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America, and I'm Wayne Shepherd. Stay with us and go to our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease. Evidence-based therapies like nutrition, naturopathic medicine, and pastoral care to maintain strength and quality of life. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use leading-edge technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Care that never quits. Once again, welcome back to Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Inspiration from that conversation with Susan Brown a few moments ago, Percy. Absolutely. Now talk about being inspired by a, a clinical professional who brings their faith, their passion, and their intelligence and training all to the process of supporting patients with resources that will allow them to go forward in their treatment and care. Now think about all the things that change all the time, all the evolving treatments and uh, and technology that nurses and professionals have to keep up with. Well, I think it's important to really make this point because, again, historically, when we hear the word cancer, when we think about cancer, it sends this, this fear through us. And the fact of the matter is, over the last 10 years, as uh, Susan made very clear is that cancer treatment has evolved tremendously with all sorts of options and new processes and new treatment approaches. And we need to be encouraged by the idea that cancer is, is, should be approached now with more of an optimistic outlook than any time ever before. Not that it doesn't still have its uh, inherent challenges uh, and complexities, but we have learned more, we understand more, and we have a better sense of how to approach this disease than any time ever before. I like how patient-centered Susan was. She talked about giving patients choices. She did. And again, uh, how many people do you know do not like 
choices and options. <laughs> I use the analogy all the time. Think about any type of shopping experience that you have today. You can get a product in a thousand different colors based upon how you feel, based upon how that moves you. Should that not be true about cancer treatment, that you have choices and options? Mm-hmm. And so she really uh, helped us to understand how powerful it is to give people a sense of comfort around the fact that they should have choices with regard to their treatment and care. And listening to Susan, it made me realize that we often think of nursing to take place inside the walls of the hospital. It goes way beyond that. She talked about a lot of follow-up. Well, she did. She talked about, you know, deep abiding relationships that had developed and how she had gone to weddings and birthday parties. <laughs> now, you talk about being committed and dedicated. Yeah, there was both professional follow-up and personal follow-up. Absolutely. So, again, you, we talk about really, truly valuing and investing in the in the life, in the personage of that individual to such a degree that she took that even a step further. And, and that then begins to change the landscape, I think, of how people feel about engagement with the clinical community and the clinical world at large. Yeah. You know, when she was telling the story of uh, of relationships developing, I know that you've seen that happen too, haven't you? I have. And again, I, I've experienced it personally. I've had opportunity where I've been invited to dinners. I've been in, invited to uh, major life events uh, of patients who wanted me to be a part of that. And, and would I join family reunions? I've traveled across the country where I've had patients and their caregivers that asked, would I be willing to stay with them in their homes? So uh, it really becomes a very very prolific and profound experience that transcends just the interaction of uh, medication discussion and uh, that really begins to create a sense of deposit and investment in the human life of individuals that you have contact with. As Susan said, it leaves footprints on you. You know, I'm still trying to reconcile that statement in my head because it is so profound of having a footprint left upon you uh, that then you begin to actually carry an aspect or an element or a piece of that person with you in your heart of how that has impacted you. Now, you're talking about a tremendous uh, exchange of engagement and interaction that is really hard to describe. Yeah. Susan told a story. Does that prompt any stories in your mind? She, she talked of a story of, of uh, engagement with a patient who was struggling with being reconciled to his children. And it brought to mind, I have a similar story. Uh, there was a patient that... I help support who would come to our worship services uh, at the hospital because we provide worship services at all of our hospitals. For those who choose For to come. For those who choose to come. And again, it is it is free and is open to, to the public to come as they choose to do so. And this individual who lived a pretty riotous lifestyle, he was kind of a hell's angels uh, kind of personality. And he would talk about all of the things that he did while on the road and mm-hmm. with his motorcycle. And he came to one of the worship services and had what I would like to describe a a spiritual moment, an awakening, an epiphany, if you will, uh, that that simply changed the trajectory of how he thought about himself and a relationship with God. And in doing so, going forward from there, his quest and his desire was to reconcile himself to three children, three sons that he had that he basically had abandoned on the road. And over a period of time that he was able to reach out to his children, only one of his sons refused 
to reach back out to him. Hmm. And I recall him saying that he wants to get well and and he would tell me how he was striving to get better and he wanted to make up for all of the lost time and do good with his life and make a contribution. And he said, but the thing that I want more than anything else is to be reconciled to all of my children. Of course, who wouldn't? And so he asked me to pray with him about that and pray that his son would receive his phone call and eventually call back. And so Eventually, he got that phone call, and his son did reconcile with oh, him wow. and, and, and basically received him back. And he said, if I don't receive anything else from God, he said, I feel like that I've been blessed. Oh. And ironically, two weeks later, he expired and passed away. Oh. And the point of the story, though the end sounds not like what we would like to have, cancer patients have a journey that they are working through many different things in their lives with people, family, and relationships to be able to support people through that process, there is nothing that I could be paid or be given that will replicate or replace the feeling and the emotion and thought of being able to support that individual. In it doesn't that happen all the time, but when it does, we rejoice. I tell you what, it's an awesome thing and it's an awesome experience. So I am grateful for being able, as it sounded like with Susan, to help journey with individuals who are working through their cancer process. So our spiritual nugget is Hebrews 11 again, but without faith... It is impossible to please him, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And so again, today, we want to please God with our faith and our service to family, friends, and the community. Percy, thank you so much. That's Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America, our host here each week for Health, Hope, and Inspiration, found online at healthhopeandinspiration.com. For more about cancer treatment options available to you, Call 855-929-HOPE, 855-929-4673. I'm Wayne Shepherd. Thanks for listening this week to Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Health, Hope, and Inspiration is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease. Evidence-based therapies like nutrition, naturopathic medicine, and pastoral care to maintain strength and quality of life. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Call 855-929-HOPE to speak to an oncology information specialist about questions you may have about your treatment options. Or visit healthhopeandinspiration.com. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use leading-edge technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. To learn more, call 855-929-HOPE or visit healthhopeandinspiration.com. Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Care that never quits.